I'm Ben Clunt. And I'm Stephen Brown. We're two entrepreneurial professionals based in Spokane, Washington. Join us on our journey to make 2019 the most prosperous of our lives. We'll bear all as we strive to improve all aspects of our business and our health and fitness, as well as our relationships personally and professionally. We aim to offer impactful insight into our business and personal lives. We'll share the good, the bad, and the ugly throughout our journey. With the ultimate goal of our business and fitness being in the best shape of our lives at the close of 2019. You are listening to the Ordinary to Extraordinary Podcast. We're recording, by the way, and we got all of that. Okay, it's a beautiful picture. Is so, it not? I mean, look at that picture. As yeah, Ben's distracted because we're in a new room and our TV is cycling through some of the Google images. If you have a Vizio or a TV or whatever that does that, it's just uh, mine does it as well. It's pretty cool. Yeah, the images are crazy. So, what's new? What are you doing? This is an accountability session number, blah, 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 and we are talking <laughs> about stuff today. <laughs> Dude, it's been a week. I'm All right. Say, it's been a week. Well, let's start with that. Let's use this as a therapy session for you. Talk about your oh, week, Oh, my ben. therapy session. It's one of those weeks where you're just like, you know what? I'm glad I have tomorrow off. Glad I have tomorrow off. I learned some good life lessons this week. I'll start off with something that's kind of fun. Last night, we got to go to a dinner for Boy Scouts. And at this home, I won't tell you whose home it is, but well-known family, business owner in town, magnificent freaking grounds like 10 acres of manicured yard it was ridiculous has a full-time yard keeper been with him for 30 years absolutely wow like i've been to the bouchard gardens up in canada like <laughs> boo what like these people are crazy yard. booyah booyah that they are booyah that was bouchard like something in your pants <laughs> This is like crazy. They do 25,000 starts during the winter in their personal greenhouse that their gardener has. So you're just hobnobbing it, huh? Oh, I was hobnobbing hardcore, and I was the poor person there. But awesome. <laughs> that was fun. Good dinner last night. It was cool to celebrate uh, You know, one of the boards on the Boy Scouts. But, mm-hmm. So that was last night. It was fun. But yeah, then also had some not-so-fun stuff. Had a client this week tell me that they're going to go a different direction, so that wasn't too fun. And then had some issues with one of the boards that I'm on and learned some very valuable life lessons, which we can get into here after, after a bit, which I think I'm like, you know what? A good lesson in humility, a good lesson in sticking to what you believe to be true. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had to eat some crow. So wow, we'll get into that. Because you don't like eating crow. I don't think anybody likes eating crow, but I'm humble enough, I think, that... I mean, I, one of those things where it's like you realize it's like it's better to eat crow than to try and pretend like you didn't do anything wrong. That mm-hmm. usually bites you in the butt. I've figured, I've, I've learned that lesson a long time ago. If you're, if you're wrong, admit it, move on. People give you a lot more grace when you admit that you were wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, so I'll share that screw up here later. Good. My week has been interesting. End of month, start of month. Last month wasn't my best month with Heartland ever. You and me both, buddy. High five. But, <laughs> but especially since I'm not with Heartland, but, but we're capital. And I think we've talked about this. My not best month is still a lot better than some other people's good months. So I'm kind of hot about some things with work, but all things I can control and all on me, not necessarily um, anything to do with the company. And the good thing about things going sideways. Stop messing with my microphone, I'm just ben. wondering if we bumped it up, if you can actually hear it better. Because you're, maybe you're just talking on the top of it. Yeah, the good thing about things going sideways near the end of the month for Heartland is the, the start of the next month. <laughs> looks, looks good. <laughs> looks good. Um, but now I'm kind of juggling some installs and trying to see if I can push some things through to September. Are you juggling some balls? Installs, I said. Oh, not balls. Okay. But you did just reference. We interviewed uh, Brooke Baker Spink earlier this week, and that was actually a delightful interview. I think it's going to be one of her best. It was awesome. It was it was really fun for us, especially since we know her in, on a personal level as well. 
both of us. Yeah. Brooke's dad was at the dinner last night. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Barry, we had, uh, had Brooke in earlier in the week to a podcast. She's like, oh, she had a good time with that, she was saying. So we're looking forward to that. <laughs> I was like, well, well, we'll put it out there and you guys can share it. Yeah, nothing controversial, which might no. surprise some people. I know, because Stephen is totally controversial. Has well, to vocalize his opinion on everything. Brooke and I differ on some things, but in a respectful way, which is good. When I talk about uh, the group that I met with this morning, I'm going to discuss this actually. Oh. Opinions that are different, but people don't necessarily like that. I want to start with something, though. Mentioned this with Brooke, obviously, over the weekend. So today is the 8th of August. Yeah. This will release on the 12th of August. Jesus, it's August, Ben. How in the name of everything holy did <laughs> that happen? Almost halfway through it on Monday. That's when this is your... How did that happen? How did oh. it get to be August already? We're in Smoke Compton here. I mean, it seems like yesterday it was April and I was in... Um, Our summers go so quick. Orlando. It seems like yesterday I was in San Francisco early February. Just the whole year is just flying well, by. Maybe you'll be in Vegas in October. If we can get... Travis just needed to ask permission last night. We were waiting on one wife to say yes. And then we've asked, got a boys trip to Vegas. I should have asked her this morning at the gym. I got to work out next to Lauren this morning, Ben. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. It was only her and I. Okay. At the little part where we were both lifting. Oh, there you and go. I wasn't sure if it was her at first, by the way. <laughs> I've never seen Lauren without real clothes on. That didn't sound right, did it? <laughs> Good Lord. She was in her workout gear. Yeah, I've never seen that. I know. People look different I at the gym. You say. Yeah. Hair in a high bun and Lauren always thing. says, she's like, I dress kind of shabby at, or like sh- at the gym intentionally too. She's like, I don't want to attract anybody's attention. I just dress in my old workout gear at the gym. She looked athletic. Like, good. Look good. And good. I, I don't, I, there's no, obviously nothing there. Beyond me saying she looks really yeah, athletic yeah. just now. And I'm she's glad that good. You've, you've obviously inspired that a little bit. She's working out a lot more, yeah. And it is partially because of this too. And yeah. my losing 20-something pounds now. So to get back to my thought here, obviously over the weekend, some terrible things happened in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. And El Paso. One of our friends, I won't say his name. But he posted something really poignant on the internet this morning on the Facebook. I'm going to read it. And I want to get your take on it without getting too political. Can I see something first? Yeah, absolutely. Let me just see. I won't say, oh, I won't say okay, the name. Yeah. I, just wanted, I was wondering if it was. Yeah. yeah. So here goes. I'm going to read this. And then we're going to talk about this, Ben. Mm, so okay. seriously, I grew up in a household with hundreds of guns and family members who are avid gun collectors and hunters. I'm probably going to piss a lot of people off saying this, but we absolutely, unequivocally, have to have better gun control and get rid of the damn assault rifles and high capacity magazines. I don't give a shit about the arguments that we need to address mental health. We certainly do need to fix that too, but the fact of the matter is, no one needs a gun that can kill 25 or 50 people in 30 seconds. And if we limited the access to these weapons that are self-titled assault rifles, it is worth it even if it stops one mass shooting. Anyone arguing that we need assault rifles to keep the government in check is, in my opinion, just wrong. I'm glad that he added in my opinion, by the way. If Donald Trump wanted to take over the state of Washington, we would never see it coming and would not have a chance to react. And the fact that I'd have an assault rifle certainly wouldn't help protect me from the drones and trained military. I'm not allowed to have a grenade launcher. I'm not allowed to make a bomb. So why the heck am I allowed to have a killing rifle that has no other purpose than killing humans? If your hobby is shooting assault rifles, get a new hobby. Once again, I apologize to any of my family and friends pissed off by this, but I can't think of any other way for us to get this fixed than if we all just start speaking out and challenging our lawmakers to stand up and make some meaningful change. Well, I mean, props for standing for something. Yeah. So what do you think of that? What do I think of it? There's some truth to it, certainly. Yeah. I mean, I I have guns. I like shooting. I'm not a hunter. I don't have them necessarily for protection. I'm of the mindset if I think, uh, you know, if stuff starts really going sideways, do I even care to be around anymore? I, I think the mental health argument, there is validity to that, though. Mm-hmm. Right? It's like people are struggling with mental health. I mean, look at the homelessness issue. Look at, look at the gun violence issue. 
what that stems from, I think, is probably truly, I think, I, I, I believe in this individual's argument that we need better gun control, and I think part of that would be people need, maybe background checks kind of seem like an obvious thing, right? Like, no, if you want to have an AR-15, fine. That's your right, but you need to pass a mental competency test. There needs to be laws as far as accessibility to the to the gun if you have any individuals in your home. Or maybe it's that any individuals that would have access to the gun within your home need to have a, a, you know, a mental capacity test. Mm-hmm. And you have to be able to pass that. I'm not saying these are necessarily my beliefs, but I think there are potential solutions that could be agreed upon by yeah. most. Yeah. So it's, I mean, what, what what what's happened is is terribly sad, right? It's and it's horrific. Where has the these mental challenges come from? Maybe they've always been there, and maybe there just wasn't the access to guns. Maybe that's true. I don't know. Yeah, I wish I had a good answer. So I've kind of a unique perspective to this because I grew up in a country where guns are not allowed. Yeah, basically. Now some people have them. Farmers, people that hunt. Yeah, and we're talking like a you protect minis- your herd, right? I mean, well, a minuscule few have them. The very first time I laid eyes on an actual gun, outside of a BB gun or something like that, was when I landed at JFK Airport in the year two thousand and one. My very first visit to the USA, and I remember walking through customs, and there's literally a line of guys stood with machine guns. They were police officers or yeah. border patrol or whatever you want to call them. And I about shit myself, to be honest. I'd never seen a gun yeah, outside of here? movies and, you know, replicas and things like that. So having grown up in a country where there's no guns, it doesn't mean there's no violence. I mean, there's you go to Europe and everybody points to the fact that there's more gun killings here than anywhere else. Well, there's guns here. You go to Europe where there's no guns and people are just stabbing people and beating people to death with clubs. And those kind of crimes are much higher. So Are they? It's I've yeah, much higher. So there's there's a certain So stabbings are higher stabbings, in the beatings. UK yeah, like just horrible ways to die, right? Same amount of deaths per per capita? Uh, I, st- I don't know that statistic, that but I do know that know. the amount of stabbings, like people there's mass stabbings, there's um I mean there was one guy not so long ago in London, basically got on the tube or something and started stabbing people all over the place. Now, obviously, close. <clears throat> it's easier to run away from a knife than it is from a, Gun, a semi-automatic yeah. weapon or even an automatic weapon, right? Yeah. I think there's a lot of misinformation in the gun argument. I think it's possible to be pro-2A, to be pro-Second Amendment, yeah. and still understand that there needs to be a better process for purchasing guns and mm-hmm. continued Agreed. gun ownership, Agreed. whether it's competency tests for mental, for, for how you use it. The fact that you can walk into a Walmart and walk out with a gun in a lot of states is not a good thing. Yeah. Holding periods, get rid of the gun shows in the secondary market, like really crack down on it. There's things that can be done. And I don't think you'll find anybody that's truly not insane yeah. that doesn't agree, hey, yeah, there probably should be a better process for buying guns. Um, you can also be pro 2A and think that the NRA is an absolute bunch of crackpots that are only interested in money and lobbying. And yeah, true. I think that's lost on some people that are pro 2A. My thing is that I agree with our friend to the point that the government has drones, the government has access to weaponry that is far superior to what I envision 250 years ago the forefathers of the country decided to write that Second mm-hmm. Amendment in for. So back then, a Gatling gun I don't even think existed which is the very first machine gun that you hand cranked mm-hmm. and jammed all the time but could cause mass devastation to think of drones and you know the ability to shoot people yeah, from the, the distance times have certainly changed yeah huh? and the ability of these just look the thing is every weapon unless it's automatic is semi-automatic you pull a trigger it fires a bullet and i think we talk about semi-automatic and people don't understand what that means. Pistols are semi-automatic, revolvers are semi-automatic. Anything that holds more than one round, and one round is one bullet, is a semi-automatic weapon. You don't have to cock it each time, you don't have to well, reload. Yeah, so, a shotgun technically has a chamber with multiple shells in it that you have to reload, I mean you have to recock every time. But you also get shotguns that you don't have to recock, it just... Yeah, but not all, I mean I'm just saying not everything that carries multiple bullets or shells is a semi-automatic. Yeah. But I think this is to the point now that a mass shooting can be anything from two people to what we saw at the weekend. Yeah. 
And the statistic Any I saw... One of them's terrible. Yeah, the statistic I saw this morning was that there's been more mass shootings than there have been days this year. So we're averaging more than one per day. It's disgusting. Which is awful, right? Now, sometimes that's somebody trying to rob a store and shooting three people as they're trying to get away or whatever, which doesn't make it any better. It's not always people walking in with the sole purpose of killing a bunch of people. But something's got to be done. And I would point to Australia. Guns were 100% legal in Australia. And they had the, I think to this day, maybe, maybe not, it's the largest mass shooting in the history of everywhere. Um, Sandy Hook and the government basically said and I'm going to make light of this a little bit and joke but the government said alright y'all are fucking loonies we're taking the guns away you can't have them we're going to play nice and there was obvious resistance there and people were like oh we've always had guns and we, you're not taking our guns And but long story short Australia hasn't had a mass shooting since Sandy Hook they've cleaned it up owning a gun in Australia is literally a capital offence like you're going to do time just for owning a gun for having a gun not even owning but having a gun on your person so to say that you can't take them away now I think is very short sighted yeah like I said I'm pro 2A I do believe people should be able to have them but I think that there's a middle ground and some way to create oh I agree 100% we we say common sense but that's going to require literally different laws in different places where you make lobbying illegal well, the funny part is common sense in the word normal yeah is anything but a steady that's a very fluid term the the, the thing is like Sadly. when you're on the left it's trendy to bash on the nra yeah. and it will get you supporters on the left and when you're on the right it's trendy to support the nra and it gets these lunatics that are pro nra and you know that's i feel like Something has that, that organization's going away. Like they're broke if you if you read into their finances and everything. But every penny they do have goes to lobbying, and so yeah, there's lots to be done. I didn't mean to talk about this for this long, but <laughs> I was like, okay, interesting topic. I'm uh, troubled by it. I really am. I want to know how we can fix it because I mean, we had the Freeman shooting last year. Yeah, uh, you know, it, it's close to us here, yeah. and it's very close by. What can we do? How do we? locally affect change and maybe kick it up the ladder to and that's not I'm I'll not say the last thing I'll say on it though is part of it is I know guns at least for you know part of my family have been like a legacy thing yeah right it's like it's like I have guns that were my you know my wife's grandfather or my grandfather's guns right from the early 1900s and stuff so it's like to tell me that's like, you know, you can't have a gun. It's like, so you're going to strip away my family's legacy? Is that what you're trying to do to me? So, I I mean, I can piss all over that argument if you want. The same thing was said when people tried to take away slavery. Avid slavery, avid slaves my whole life. And obviously, yeah, it's, good point. it's the yeah. same argument, right? It's yeah. like, yeah, legacy-wise, the Civil War wasn't fought over slavery. The Civil War was fought over money. People in the North couldn't do the same thing the people in the south were doing because they had to pay people to do it and the people in the south didn't yeah so to think that there was some um, noble there. cause behind that is somewhat misguided Ooh. although there was a noble Ooh. there was a noble outcome yeah but yeah like i said that same argument was used then that same argument has been used multiple times when things have been changed you know if you stay the same you're always going to get the same results yeah. and but again i agree that there should be some type of just make a mental capacity test that needs to be done. I think people's fear is that the government's going to take my guns. It's like they're not going to take your guns. And the simple argument... If they do, most people are going to end up using them. Yeah, the simple argument against the Second Amendment is that, look, it's absolutely your right to own a car, but we still make you get a license license, and we still take your rights away when you do stupid shit. Yeah. And quite frankly, we're not doing that and we're not policing that the way we have to as a country. No, totally. So, you know... Okay, next topic. Yeah, let's move on. (laughs) You've got notes. What did you I don't have any notes, actually. Oh, it's okay. all in my head. But I was just going to share a little bit about one of the things that I sort of struggled with this last couple of days and that had to, again, eat crow. This is my eat crow story here. Okay. So one of the boards that I'm on, uh, I've been running a social media campaign for the last two weeks. And which, I've noticed. Okay. In which the, uh, the winner of this campaign gets a, a, a prize, basically. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, a staff member called me 15 minutes before we were supposed to end that contest and asked what I thought about extending it. My gut instinct was, no, I don't want to do that. I said, I'm worried about, you know, the, the current participants coming back and saying, that's unfair. And I looked, you know, I thought about it for a couple of minutes. 
went against what my gut was and said, fine, let's extend it for a week. Mm-hmm. Not shortly after, <laughs> cue the messages and emails yep. from the uh, assumed winning team or unit or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And uh, then obviously I knew that my initial gut reaction was the right one and I had made a mistake in making the decision with with my you know teammates to continue on for the extended week. So got some not so nice emails, some of which kind of attacked my character, which I wasn't a fan of, especially since it's a volunteer position and, and I care about this organization and ponied up some money myself for it. And it was one of those things where it's like, wow, you're attacking my character and who I am and my trustworthiness because we tried to do something good. What we perceived is good, right? We shouldn't have changed the rules to the contest in the ninth inning, you know, to the game in the ninth inning. Bad, bad decision, right? We, we were trying to accomplish something. We went about it in the wrong way. I come to realize that last night as I'm sitting there, I sent an email to the rest of our crew saying, I would need a call first thing tomorrow morning. We need to hash out a plan because this two-week campaign was meant to create goodwill and create, uh, you know, more positive momentum and show what all the kids are doing in a positive and good way. And it backfired right now. The the assumed winning team is now mad, right? And they're good advocates for for our kids, and we don't want that. And so uh, I shot a video this morning, 7 a.m., from my house, basically saying uh, I screwed up, made a bad decision, bad call, wasn't what we intended to do. There was no ill will. We were hoping to continue the momentum that had been created, trying to do a positive thing and show the awesome activities that our kids are out doing, right? And uh, called a particular individual who was specially, and he, uh, he thanked me. He said, you know what? Like, that's leadership. Like, thank you for stepping up, admitting that you made a mistake. Like, grace extended. We're fine. We're good. We'll go out. We'll talk positively about it. And uh, we'll move on. It's like, man, when you just say sorry and sometimes admit that you screwed up and make it right instead of trying to fight it, you know, it's like show some humility. So it was a really good lesson for me, a good reminder to one, follow your gut. If what you know inside to be right, you believe is like, if that's the right way to do it, then that should be your initial instinct. And I didn't follow my gut this time. Bad decision. Humility eating a little crow, getting on, admitting that, you know what, sorry, I made a mistake. I'm human. I'm going to do my best to remedy it. And uh, I hope I hope that you're okay and you will extend me some grace in my mistake, knowing that I'm human and I'm going to do that. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make a mistake again Yeah. at some point. But it was a good life lesson, but it ate at me <laughs> last night too because I hate letting people down. And I hate feeling like I let somebody down, right? Mm-hmm especially when it goes against your gut. And so the first thing I want to do if I'm wrong is admit that I'm wrong, right? I've, I've come to learn in years past, like that lesson, the humility lesson I learned a long time ago was don't try to fight it when you know deep inside that you're wrong. And so admit it, learn from it, mm-hmm. take whatever the consequences are of it and move on. A couple of things, if you will yeah. indulge me. Do I have a choice, remember? You, you vocalize your opinion either way. So. <laughs> I think what you did was awesome. Thank like you. really amazing to step up and be able to say, hey, I screwed up. I apologize. Yeah. Love the reaction from the person you reached out to. Um, and I'm sure I'll get more details off air exactly yeah. the ins yeah. and outs. And I can say that having been in a similar, similar situation multiple times, mm-hmm. Um, Sucks. It does suck. Yeah. I wish five, six years ago when I was actually tournament director for a bunch of soccer tournaments with 100 plus teams, I had the capability to quickly make a video and send it to people. Yeah. Wasn't quite there yet. And yeah, I mean, I I can't fault anything you've said. I think it shows massive leadership and potential to be more of a leader in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, The second you're not able to be critical of yourself and you're not able to let's say critically think about your decisions and the scenarios leading up to mm-hmm. what what was bad you're really not destined to be a leader you have to be able to like i said critically think assess so we call it an OODA loop i think i've mentioned this before observe orient um d is uh decide 
um, Uda in A is I can't remember but it's a military term right so you're constantly looking and looking back and going what did we do last time yeah but um, wow that's a good story it's almost like an act review adjust or something yeah and the fact that you were willing to put a video out where you're self-deprecating but in a in a positive way yeah like hey i made a mistake the plan is that i don't make as big a mistakes moving forward right yeah you know every time you screw up you just hope you screw up a little bit less than the last time totally so but no um, it was a good lesson and it was i mean you don't want to dampen anybody's passion for an organization either too mm -hmm. so it's like you want to protect that because your people and your volunteers i mean it's like my video that i did for 10 capital where culture is everything right it's like your culture, your teammates, if you protect your culture, you're going to experience the greatest success than any other, I think, method for business, right? It's like if your employees are invigorated and they're passionate about you and they believe in you as a leader, it's like, oh my gosh, wait for the success to come in. If you try and sell to your customers versus selling to your employees, like if you sell to your employees, they'll do the selling to the customers, like don't don't stand in between you know so uh two guys that i look up to immensely tony capicelli he's the president ceo of heartland north look north american payments for global which is our parent company and vince lombardo who is our chief sales officer they always and repeatedly yeah it's like vince lombardi except with an o Um, and he's a huge football fan as well which is good but um they both on every town hall and every all sales call and everything hammer home now is that culture each strategy for breakfast yep so you're gonna have the best strategy but if you don't have people buying into it you've literally reinvigorated whoever that was that you spoke to on the phone mm-hmm. because he's like wow and now he's like i can believe in this leadership i can believe that even when we make mistakes we're going to recover we're going to be nimble and we're going to make sure that people know we made a mistake but we're going to strive not to do that again yeah and the parallel i'd give you is uh i mentioned soccer tournaments yeah you try and account for everything in rules and you take rules from other tournaments mm-hmm. and you put these rules together and you publish them. But every now and again, there's just something happens that isn't accounted for in the rules. Oh, yeah. So there's always a little line in the rules of these tournaments and it says, if it's not legislated for, tournament director, head of referees and one other impartial body will have a discussion, make a ruling, ruling is final. Now the problem is that when you've got two teams, sometimes more than two teams, very invariably 50-50, right? Yeah. Half are going to be happy, half are going to be annoyed. Yeah. So and yeah. again, and welcome to leadership. And there's that that moment where your your integrity, your leadership, is being lauded by one side, but being brought into question on the other side. And that's never a nice thing. Yeah. You know, you're like, hey, I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to minimize the secondary and tertiary effects here, and um, but yeah, wow! Congrats. I, I'm, I, I don't know that this means anything to you, but I'm proud of you for dealing with it like oh, that. No, it does. I appreciate it. It wasn't easy, and it ate away at me yesterday. And because I, you know, you hate letting people down, especially when they're trying to do something. You know, mm-hmm. it's like oh, especially when you know in your gut that it was you made the wrong decision, right? Yeah. It's like okay, got to eat crow, admit you were wrong, learn from it, do your best to not make the mistake again and move on don't beat yourself up over it too much but learn from it right it's like that's what they say failure is education right learn from your failures and Mm -hmm. move on yes something that's interesting which goes along the same line a little bit of leadership is i was listening to the entree leadership podcast yeah which one i was listening to one with the chief marketing officer of chick-fil-a I was I didn't recommend that to you yet, but I listened no. to it as soon as it came out on Monday. So yeah, I was listening to it as well. And Freaking so, awesome, right? Yeah, it was a great podcast. But one of the lines in there that he talked about is, uh, I'll share a quote of one of their operators, and it was basically he's like, I feel like I'm a leadership academy masquerading as a fast food restaurant of one of their so one of their franchisees. Mm-hmm. But then another quote that this chief marketing officer had said, and loose quotes, right? Not not verbatim, was basically. He said, a lot of people come to me talking about millennials and how millennials are unmotivated and seem directionless. And this is some of my own verbiage as well. And, and I'm like, I just can't find good hires. And then his response is, he's like, welcome to leadership. <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you think being a leader works? Yeah. It's like, and that's just it. It's like, you're meant to take somebody and feed into them and grow them, mm-hmm. you know? Well, that that one was great. Like I, I I listened to it in one sitting, which I don't normally do with podcasts. I do little bursts, like 
15 yeah. minutes here, 20 minutes there, but I couldn't stop listening to that. Honestly, you know what my biggest takeaway was from that? Hmm. How many times have you heard someone in Spokane go, God, I want a Chick-fil-A? <laughs> right? Yeah. When he talked about... And we're getting one, you know. Three and a half million dollars is the average startup cost of a Chick-fil-A. Like, you have to be in for a lot. Now, they'll help you, they'll assist you, though. But they also, like, you go through, like, a huge interview process to be a franchisee. You know, most yeah. franchisers, you show up at their office or you make a phone call and it's like, hey, come and see a presentation. You see a presentation. Yeah. They want to know how much money you have. Okay. Yeah, if you meet the net worth requirements and you got the liquid capital. You've got half a million. We'll lend you half a million on these terms and the terms usually aren't very favorable. We want it paid back in five years. If you're not profitable after five years or if we come on site and blah, 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 you know, we're going to take it back and you lose everything. And I mean, that's essentially how franchises yeah. work, right? Yeah. But their model is just phenomenal in what they've done and how everything was based in values and, and culture. Mm -hmm. and, but yeah, it, it's yeah, it was uh, that was the podcast on how to run a be rich business is what it was called. Be rich, not get rich. Yep, yeah, how to run a uh, be rich business. It's yeah. kind of my and then see, I did that verdict. I sent so. you one of the entree leaderships and told you it was amazing. It was the insurance guy. Did you ever listen to that? Uh, I tried Our, to find it. Um, I couldn't. I sent you the actual link. It's in your messages. But that's another one you should listen to. He's the guy that essentially fought the whole life insurance game. Um, oh, I did listen to that one. Yeah, wasn't he just amazing? Old man, just... You know, it's kind of funny. He fought the life insurance game. This is the Primerica guy. Yeah. Yeah, he started Primerica. That was what yeah, most I know. of the places but were But also, called. I mean, I'm not going to get into that too much. Once I heard the company that it, that he's, I'm like, but I don't uh, think they're affiliated anymore. He started it, and then I don't know. There's there's, there's a whole some back stuff story with there. Primerica that's not so great itself. I'm like, that's almost as bad as yeah. Um, but, but basically, his concept was let's sure. save money, let's do term insurance and invest the rest. Yeah, which. Obviously, Again, you like. Yeah, <laughs> I tout that depending on the individual. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, do we need to run this through compliance now? Depending on the individual. Yeah. <laughs> that is usually results are not initial. guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> um, results are not guaranteed. No one product is better than the other, depending on your own individual situations. Yeah. So I did something for the first time this morning. <gasps> a friend of ours, a former podcast guest, Tyler Dickerhoof, and actually two people that I've known. Jake from your office, office yeah. guy called Mike Bullsey who I used to play indoor soccer okay. with actually the last time I saw Mike I played with him at indoor and then drove home and shattered my humerus and that Ooh. was the last time I've seen him was not funny so we oh ow I just speaking of that table. <laughs> <laughs> shattered a, my humerus crack we're in a new location and the table has stuff underneath and I keep banging my knee on the corner of it move away from the table yeah. leg okay I'll move I guess um <laughs> And it, so for you there's a couple others that weren't there this morning but there was four of us this morning and we're kind of having a discussion so some of it's based on biblical teachings and some yep. of it's just discussion about life and okay. family and ins and outs of what's going on I was skeptical I have to say when I was invited I'm like oh I don't know this seems kind of rah-rah like not really my thing and I half agreed half didn't agree the last time they met was two weeks ago um, and I blew it off because of what I was going through personally. Mm -hmm. I hadn't slept the whole night. Didn't even go to the gym that morning. Ended up lifting in the evening. I just had to take the morning to get some shit out my system and done. And wasn't in a good place. But I went this morning. And it was freaking great. So <laughs> it was... We had great discussions. So the, the concept we're working on just... I can't remember. It's some pastor guy. I can look up his name. He's talking about fighting. Fight. Mm-hmm. Obviously, physically and metaphorically. And, yeah. Um, Positive and negative ways to go about doing that. Yeah. And obviously addressing different, um, have conflict, healthy versus negative conflict. So positive and negative conflict and how to approach it. And I mean, we opened up a lot. We all did. In four very different backgrounds. So we're talking about masculinity. Mm. This whole concept right now that there's toxic masculinity and, you know, men aren't supposed to be men and, like, meet and, you know, want to beat each other up when they're young. And, I mean, that's that's my background, at least, like, grab-assing with my brothers. And, yeah, and to a certain extent, boys will be boys has been overused to, like, almost justify certain sexual harassments and things like that. And that's never okay. 
But I think there's but a roughhousing as a young kid. Yeah. Is what, I mean, that's but there's I mean. also a lot different from a boy running up and pulling a girl's hair and running away and flirting to doing something that you really shouldn't be doing, yeah. right? Um, and I think we've lost weight. And the conversation this morning was really good. And hmm. good. I, I, looking forward to two weeks time when we do the second session now what were you talking about in terms of learning to fight and basically i always call it uh how to gracefully disagree or how to disagree in a yeah well i mean a big part of it was when do you turn the other cheek right and we all define that differently but if you want me to define how i see it it's exactly what we didn't do at the start talking about guns like we have strong opinions on that so we decided that we were going to discuss that now i could walk down the street and run into some guy that has four guns in his car one on his waist and believes that he should be able to take that gun anywhere i'm not going to engage in an argument with him because i'm not going to win and then we kind of got to the concept that well why engage in an argument to win have conversations with people who to expand your own who will maybe educate you but also maybe disagree a little bit, but you can walk away and shake hands and be friends. Mm -hmm. And when do you turn the the other cheek and when do you engage in the whole concept of picking your fights versus, you know, engaging in everything. And I think with social media, we engage in every single little topic. And when I say we, I mean society. Yeah. You know, there's so much, and and there's there's a certain level of anonymity, even though your name and your picture is there. That's London, by the way. Yeah, or City Hall. Um, Ben's mesmerized by the TV picture again. It's pretty. Tower, can, Tower Bridge. Oh, you know it's Tower Bridge. I'm impressed. A I've lot of people there. think it's London Bridge. No. And London then the, Bridge is the jewels. Down. Yeah, the jewels are just right over there. Yep. Actually, the jewels are. What side are, are you? They're right yeah, here. It's right there. Yeah, that's, I was right. That's the Tower of London right there. Yeah. I'm right. Yep. But you were seen down there. Sorry, we're, you guys can't see I what can we're looking at. <laughs> Our tangent. <laughs> this is why we need to do videos. The, the Thames River, right? That's the River Thames, which yeah, it's is very, an very dirty. absolute cesspit. It's filthy. It's dirty. Well, it was abused for hundreds of years. Oh, really? Just dumping bodies and piss oh. and shit and all kinds of stuff in there. That's how they used to... That's where sewage used to go. Oh. Literally, raw sewage would run from your home to the Thames. Oh, terrible. So they're still trying to clean it up. I would not swim in there. Not unless um, you be itchy for a month. But yeah, picking your battles and not really engaging with everybody that wants to push their agenda on you, so to speak. And it was just a great conversation. I liked it. You know, those conversations too are uh, positive for the soul, I think. Mm-hmm. I remember first board I, I, well, second board I joined actually. It wasn't the SYP board. It was the Youth for Christ board. board. And I remember going to one of my first or second board meetings and they were going back and forth on a topic and I mean, straight up, like, I don't, I don't agree with you on it. I'm like, whoa, here we go. Like, ding, 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 round one. You Just know, your thinking, butt like, we're yeah, in. this young kid thinking it, but they did it in such a graceful manner and with such respect for each other, right? And I think that's when you come in to disagreement that you need to do. It's like, come in with a love for the other person and a respect for the other person, right? In their opinion. You mean how people do in politics, like in the Senate, in the House? And <laughs> yeah, it's all out of love, right? <laughs> oh dear God! But it makes yeah, you long for a, a bygone era. You know, back when um, I mean, drink a, a beer the, together afterwards instead of wanting to kill each there's other. There's always been shysty politicians, but when you look back to you know the sixties, seventies, eighties, you feel like there was a at least a common respect for one another, mm-hmm. right? And that's not there anymore. It's like if you don't agree, you're evil. Yeah, and it's like wow. Treat thy neighbors. You want to be treated. That sure sounds like that one's sticking around. Yeah. We haven't really done anything accountability-wise. Let's talk fitness. Oh, yeah. Um, let's talk fitness. Dan the Cyborg now follows us on the Instagram. <laughs> I followed him, and he followed us back. I saw that yesterday. <laughs> I was like, oh, Steven gets to follow my trainer now. <laughs> we talked about gym selfies the last time I worked out with him. Uh-huh. He, he's like... I do know the best spots in the gym to take selfies. He's like, everybody goes into this corner because the lighting or this corner because the lighting. For I just take selfies. them wherever I am. I know. I was like, oh, I, but I was like, I feel so wrong taking a gym selfie. It just feels weird to me. So I'm not sure that'll ever like, I know we do it for the social media to promote stuff, but ah, it still just feels so uncomfortable to me. I hate taking pictures of myself. I think accountability and progress pictures are important. You sent me a picture just the other day. Of us in January at the gym, yeah, in the in the sort of little dancey studio where they do the we're Zumba and stuff, yeah. and we'd been stretching, and oh dear 
God, we were both fat in January. And I'd been going to the gym a long time. I was strong. But fuck, like... <laughs> you you can see it in your face a lot in my that fe- my, my chest, my arms, yeah. my shoulders. Like, it, there's definition now. Yeah. I didn't want to tell you back in January when you were like, I'm fit. I'm like... Uh, I, I was fit. But I'm, I wasn't as fit as I am now. No, you're fit now. And to my to my point, I was stronger in January probably than I am now in terms of the amount that I could push and the amount of reps that I could do. I can do the same weight, just not as many reps. Yep. Um, Started introducing more cardio. Yeah, much more cardio. Plus the diet's in check now. Yeah. It's when we funny talked, how a diet matters that when, much. That's why in January, you, when you think back, I told you my diet is what was I knew it was what was letting me down like I ate what the heck I wanted but I mm, did totally. that's why I went to the gym but I didn't realise now when I look at how I looked I'm like yeah I know why I'm getting extra looks from girls now I know why people are commenting like just this morning Jake when I showed up he gave me a hug and he's like Jesus dude you look and this is what I really appreciate he said you look athletic and I that <laughs> which what is I'm, like telling Stephen that's what I'm striving for. I actually get agitated when people tell me I'm looking skinny. Skinny's a bad word for me because I'm not. If I was You're going to be gaunt. skinny, I'm 15 or 20 pounds away from being skinny. Yeah, I it's skinnier than you used to be. I certainly have some fluff around my waist still, but it's going away. But you're looking lean and healthy. Yeah. My mum actually said something on her. I, saw I almost commented it. on it. I um, was like, "Thanks, mom." But I said, thanks, mum. I saw your mum bragging on you this morning on the Facebook. Yeah, they were sharing something on, uh, from um, I think it was my video for... Yeah. Uh, your 10 Capital video was great, by the way. Good, really thanks. enjoyed that. Guys enjoy but yeah, look at that. Our mums actually do love us in the brag thanks, on us. Mom. I think every time I talk to my mum or my brothers, we do the FaceTime a lot with my nieces and nephews and stuff. And my, one of my brothers is adamant that I'm losing my hair, which... I don't know where he's getting that from um, because there is no receding hairline or anything. Like, I actually have to get this bit, like, extra shaved when I go and see You have thin Cassie. hair, but that's about it. Well, it's fine, Yeah, but there's plenty of it. Yeah, there is not... no receding whatsoever. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, but... but other than that, like, my, my everybody's commenting, like, yeah, look at you. Your... My, my, oh, my house slim I'm looking. Yeah. yeah, it's um, noticeable in your face, definitely. Yeah. Do you know the best part? feel like this is just the start because we've been asked a few times what do you do after this year like ordinary to extraordinary yeah like, i know what's 29 or 2020 hold and it's like hey 2020 press reset and you go again right it's it's a constant journey how do you get better how do you grow how do you yeah. expand we'll discuss that yeah maybe we set different fitness goals you can we'll, run a marathon if you want and maybe it has nothing to do with fitness but wouldn't it be cool like you like to run wouldn't it be cool if you can do like I a half marathon like or a run. marathon or there's nobody said I like to run you do Let's it <laughs> I, I do that out of convenience buddy um, <laughs> but I like to drink beer I, I guess, like to hang out with my friends I guess my point is it would just be cool to do different things like maybe maybe 2020 is like hey I'm going to do a powerlifting meet just to see what I can do I want to see what I can push at a certain weight maybe a cut weight to get there just something different i'm not committing to that please do not hold me to that but just you can the concept you can hold me to the fact that i'll never run a marathon a 5k a 10k a half marathon nothing bloomsday take it go away i will never do it why because i can't win it can't win it i can't win what's the point in running a marathon when you can't win you can win i can't win how, how can i beat a little kenyan that weighs 100 pounds it's not about beating the kenyan it's about beating yourself yeah that's nonsense i'm sorry I can't buy into Comparison that. Comparison is the thief of happiness, my friend. Like, I can play against Kobe Bryant at basketball and put up a good fight. I cannot run against a real runner and put up a good fight. You could play against Kobe Bryant and put up I a good fight. I would lose, badly. So you'd still play, though? But I would... Knowing you'd lose. Oh, yeah. But I thought you just said you couldn't win, so you wouldn't play. Because it would be a victory to score a basket on him or to block him or to steal it from him. Basketball, soccer, something with a ball, I can walk on a so court or a field. So if you didn't even score against Kobe Bryant... Then it would be... It would have been worthless? Yeah. Oh, God, get over yourself. Kobe, I'm calling you out. Let's go one-on-one. Yeah, get over yourself. (laughs) No, but those things, I'm confident in my abilities, right? I know that I could learn enough about If you only ever do things that you're confident in your abilities, how do you grow? Look, you're not going to convince me otherwise. I will never do No, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm just saying you're wrong. I just marathons are just a silly con and why I can run a marathon without paying somebody a few hundred bucks to do it. Why the hell do people pay hundreds of dollars to run in something? Camaraderie. What? To be a part of something. 
I can literally get a medal made for $10. You can go run play my own basketball. Marathon. Why do you go play to be in Hoopfest? Because there's actual organization there. You have to have the tournament. You have to Oh, you're going to get the Bloomsday people all up in your business hey, now. I think Bloomsday You don't think is, there's organization in Bloomsday? Bloomsday is wonderful for the community. <laughs> but I don't need somebody to organize a 5K if I want to do it. I'll just go and do it. But I'll never do it because I don't want to. You can't just go out and, and, and play basketball with the neighbors or something? Absolutely. Just, so why do you got to have someone organize that for you to play? You just you're not comparing apples to apples here. So how? Okay, we're gonna let listeners. You chime in. I want to hear your responses on this one. <laughs> Please <laughs> inundate Stevens' email inbox. Yeah, I don't know what to. Um, I really don't know. Was what it Stephen dot Brown at e hps dot com? Is that it? Why don't you? Well, I don't care if people have it. or <laughs> Stephen dot Brown at Heartland dot us. Either one comes yeah. to the same place. There you go. Tell him he's wrong. I'm open to it. I just don't enjoy running. And I don't see the point in paying somebody to That's go, a for valid a, argument. go for Your a 5K or a 10K runner, a 26.3 mile runner, whatever it is. I can do that without <laughs> And without all those weirdos around me dressed up and kids crying. and See, it's not that... See, it is about value. You just don't see value in it. But somehow you see value in the basketball tournament and paying to be a part of that. So... Because it's a real sport with a ball. Tell that to all the runners and see what they have. I'm telling it to all the runners. I think they're weirdos. They're going to have a rebuttal, (laughs) bud. Weird. That's what they'll get. It's all value. I have something for you, Ben. Ooh, what do you have? We have a new podcast in Spokane. It's called Spokast. Spokast? It's uh, three people, one of them who I know fairly well. She is a avid SYP event goer. And I listened to the first episode last night, and all they want to do is talk about Spokane. It looks looks kind of cool, um, but I figured I'd give them a call, call out. Um, I gave them some advice last it's night. about what? We talked about how hard it was for us to get onto Apple, so they were in their first submission. Ah. And they've got some sweary words, so I told them if you didn't tell them it was explicit, they'll kick it back to you. I even gave them a screenshot of the emails which I almost, I, w- I almost went to Palo Alto and blew up Apple at one point. Please don't, I sh- don't I should, say that. I should don't, not publish that. Don't, on, the, on the gun one, really? <laughs> on the one where we're talking about guns? I was, you t- I was hot. You know this. I kept yeah. on. They would send I, I this, got a few calls from Stephen. They would send me this generic email, the same one every time. We think your podcast is in test mode. And I would respond and say, can you tell me specifically what you think is testing? And I'll make a change. I can change anything you like. What does that mean? So on about the fifth or sixth submission, I finally went, oh, well, we said asshole. I should press explicit. So I pressed explicit. That was the only change I made. Yeah. And then it got approved. So we were on Stitcher and SoundCloud and all of these things for like a week after our launch of the first one. Mm -hmm. Because I was going back and forward with Apple and ready to just go postal. (laughs) I remember that. You're like, it's going to be on tomorrow. 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 I was like, woo, Stephen is getting red. Yeah. I'd, and I don't, I mean, I'm not. Get, Patrick's texting me. Oh, funny. Oh, you said his name again. Sorry. So, but I didn't say what it was in relation to. So earlier on in the week, we'd agreed to have lunch today. And I told him, look, dude, my, my day has gone sideways. I have to go to. So yesterday, I said. Uh, I need to push lunch to next week if that's cool and then we responded back and forward and I was initially supposed to stop by his office at noon it's now 12.06 and he said we doing this today and I said I can't today sorry I told you yesterday (laughs) sorry I'm texting while we're on air but um, we haven't really done much accountability other than fitness work stuff I guess is going well for both of us you talked about work I talked about work yeah we've talked about that in our last one I said my pipeline's starting to dry up and I need to and I need to get so more people in my pipeline if I want to hit my goal for the year. Yeah. That's a cool picture of the Brooklyn Bridge. Look at that. Look at us. We're so Those easily distracted. We're going to turn this off next time. But I think the idea I have is to have like the tripod over there and have like O2E oh, yeah. on there. And, yeah. Okay. You're going to have to do that. So we're going to have some pretty cool visuals for you guys here soon for our podcast. We might even do some videos, podcasts. Maybe, Maybe not yeah. everyone. But, but some. Kind of Joe Rogany. But no, how's, work's going well. We'll take the last two minutes to talk about that and then wrap it up. <laughs> he just texts me back, shit, I didn't see the second part of your message. 
when I told him I had to push today. <laughs> Patrick. But he did send me a link to his new home. Did wow. he buy one? Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Yeah. You're showing me we'll the show afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Um, Keep going. So I don't have anything else, dude. I do want to play some golf. We have a Vegas trip coming up. You're coming at least. Me and you are going. We'll ditch the other two if need be, but let's... We're doing a guys... We'll get some. We'll get the guys something. Going to do a guys weekend in Vegas. I have a Green Bay trip coming up where I'm going to go see the Packers. Look at you. 26th of September. I am going to Portland in a couple weeks. I'm sure you'll give me some stuff to buy at the Nike um, company store. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's kind of what I've got coming up. What about you? Uh, What do I have coming up? You know, not a whole lot, really. Just hanging out around uh, town most of the time since it's summer and like to get out to the lake with the family have a bachelor party this weekend out on another lake so pretty laid back though bachelor party just have a few cocktails around uh, around a campfire type bachelor party go to you should dinner. never use the word cock even when it's talking about cocktails <laughs> when you're talking about a bachelor party oh, just God. good point good point but um <laughs> and then we'll be uh, next weekend i am at a guy's trip in montana Ooh. so take off thursday morning come back saturday Going to be camping uh, just outside, I think, Hamilton, Montana, I believe. Nice. So it should be beautiful. And then Laura and I are going to Laguna, it sounds like, probably in October. Nice. So a couple things on the horizon, it sounds like. Probably Phoenix and Q1. Your your Laguna trip isn't going to stop Vegas. Oh, (laughs) you're getting a little red. Are you getting all like apple red, like podcast first episode, not again? I just happened to be on the phone with Steven looking up flights, right? Like we were chatting about something else and I got an email about from Alaska about cheap flights. And I, so I looked up and was like, oh man, we can go to Vegas for like 110 bucks each way. So he was like, yes. And so now we're all going to Vegas, it sounds like. Not, nothing's planned, but nor is there a date. <laughs> I call it the double P. I am a pragmatic protagonist. I don't know if you should call a guy's trip the double P or anything. Therefore... Someone has a concept, I figure out how we make it happen, and I make it happen. <laughs> Whether or not it was even agreed Pragm- to that we were all going to do it. Pragmatic protagonist. Okay, let's wrap this up. We're done with your pragmatic protagonism. <laughs> what were those two words? Pragmatic protagonist. No, I don't even know what it was. <laughs> all right, well, I guess we can sign off. I would say be good to yourselves and to each other until the next time. Oh, you've been added until the next time, and isn't that cute? And like us on all platforms. Listen to us. Please like us. Yeah, like us on the social medias and stuff. Guys, we're having some good listens. We would like to break last month's listens, so please share it. Share our episodes. We're getting positive feedback from all you guys, which is awesome. Uh, Thank you. And we We crack each other up. Uh, We think we are funny. We've got some good stuff coming down the lines, too. Yeah. Get on there, like us, Instagram and Facebook, subscribe through the podcast app, give us a review, please, please, please. Wow, you're getting better at that. And begging. Until next time, take care. <laughs>